Hare Krishna. Sorry. Takes me a little while to get it together. Who's here? I wasn't able to watch who's here for the first time tonight. Someone was raised their hand for the first time here. Okay, thank you. Thank you for coming. Hare Krishna. 7.15, I think it ends. Who's in charge here? Nobody is in charge. Mm. No drummers. Raise your hand if you've heard of Lord Chaitanya. Raise your hand if you haven't heard of Lord Chaitanya. Okay. Okay. Okay, so everybody's heard. Okay. So, tonight, uh, the title of the class was The Advent of Lord Chaitanya. And tomorrow is the actual appearance day festival. And um, we'll have a, another festival tomorrow evening. Thank you, Dharma. Okay. Lavangli, can you hand me that big Chaitanya chart and write to them? Is that a Chaitanya chart and write to them? Everything's falling down today. That's a, hope you don't get hurt. There are two reasons for the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The first one is the known as the external reason for the appearance of the Lord. And another one is an internal reason for the appearance of the Lord. So today I thought we would uh, go over the external reason. The internal reason is pretty deep. Maybe we'll have a chance to do that tomorrow. I'm not sure who is scheduled for class. But the reason is described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that the Lord, Krishna himself, understood that the way people understood him with full power of God wasn't able to get the um, individual souls in this world access to the internal relationships that are available to each conditioned soul with the Supreme Lord. So there are five basic relationships. Neutrality, servitorship, friendship, parental, and conjugal. There are five basic relationships that one can have with the Supreme Lord. And so the first two are available very easy. I don't want to say very easy, but they have access by a particular type of devotional practice. But to come to the point where one has 
a type of friendship with the Lord or becomes the parent of the Lord or becomes a lover of the Lord is a very deep subject matter. I was listening to one lecture by the founder of our society and he was saying in many religious traditions they consider God the Father. Many religious traditions they speak of God the Father. But he said, imagine being the Father of God, becoming the Father of God. The level of intimacy between the father and the child and the child and the father are two different things. Uh, two different completely things, different things. How the father cares for the child and how the child looks to the, to the father is two different types of relationships. What to speak of friendships. Friendships one level down, but there's a nice word in Sanskrit, suhit, which means a very special kind of friend. Um, the friendships, just like in the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna was speaking Bhagavad Gita to Arjun, who was in a relationship of friendship with Krishna. Srila Prabhupada writes, when we say Srila Prabhupada, for those who may be new, Srila Prabhupada is the founder of our society. And he was saying that the friendship between Arjuna and Krishna was not like an ordinary friendship we have in the material world. I think he uses the word gulf of difference. I think he uses that word gulf of difference two different places in the Gita and the purports. One is in uh, verse 30, 27 in the third chapter where he says that there's two people working side by side in a, in a particular, say, factory or something. But there's a gulf of difference between the two. One is working for Krishna and one is working for their material sense gratification. And he explains there's a gulf of difference between these two types of workers. In the same way, the friendships that we have in the material world are based on, on material sentiment, material observation, Material, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, and as soon as it stops, it's over. And um, But the spiritual relationship of friendship is something that transcends material friendships. I want to speak of conjugal relationships that Krishna has with the um, ladies of Vrindavan. So Lord Chaitanya, you could understand that these higher relationships were not available through the regulated worship of the Lord. We had to, there had to be a, a different process for getting into the depth of the relationship with the Lord. So one of the verses I wrote down was that, describing this from the 16th verse of the third chapter. The third chapter is the external reasons for the appearance of Lord Chaitanya. So, quote, Krishna saying, Knowing my opulence, the whole world looks upon me with awe and reverence, veneration. But devotion made feeble by such reverence does not attract me. That type of reverence, that type of relationship of awe and re uh, veneration doesn't open up the inner part of the heart of the Lord, nor does it open up the inner heart of the individual soul. Because that, when it's imagined, 
if you have Krishna as your son and you know that it's the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he misbehaves, what are you going to do? It's God. You're not going to chase him around the room with a stick and as Brother Yashoda did, of course, we're not advocates of child beating or tying him up or something like that, but Krishna is so naughty, what could you do? Um, and so imagine if Mother Yashoda had known Krishna, of course she kind of knew, sometimes Krishna did reveal a little bit, but then he has a special curtain, just like we have the curtains here. Now we can see, and then every once in a while we close the curtains and you can't see, then we open them up and you can see, and you close them and you can't see. So the curtain of, of Yoga Maya, Yoga Maya is there, that covers the actual nature of the Supreme Lord. And so he doesn't reveal himself as a Supreme Lord. And Mother Yashoda can treat or to, can serve the Supreme Lord as a mother, serves a child. And experience a type of motherly relationship that is uh, unexplainable, actually, in this world. At one point in Krishna Leela, when we say Krishna Leela, Krishna's pastimes, he understood that all the residents of Braj, which is the place where Krishna resided, Vrindavan, Braja, that they were desiring to have Krishna in their home. They just wanted Krishna. They were so attached to Krishna, more attached to Krishna than to anything else. And so Krishna made an arrangement whereby the creator of this universe in the sen- on the material level, Brahma, saw Krishna. He was, you know, Brahma, he's a demigod. He can see Krishna. Huh? The demigods are always hankering to see that form of Krishna. But Brahma, even being the first created living entity, when he saw Krishna sitting with his friends at the foot of Govardhan Hill, eating a little morsel of food with his left hand. I've always wondered why left hand, because we're always told, eat with your right hand, but he, Krishna is eating with his left. After, I always want to there's a, there's a commentary book, and maybe I'll look it up, why Krishna is using his left hand. And he's eating a morsel of food and joking and playing with his friends. And he's a little boy, and he's actually tending the calves. At a certain age, they can get the cow, but up until a certain age, they can only take care of the little cows, the calves. And so, Brahma became so bewildered, he said, how is it possible that this little boy is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna? How is it possible? So Brahma decided to steal all the cows and uh, the calves, and then he stole, and then Krishna went to look for them, he couldn't find them, and so when he was, when he left to find the calves, Brahma stole the cowherd, the cowherd boys also, and he hid them all in a cave. And put a little like, you know, they know mystic powers so they could kind of put him to sleep. And the cowherd boys were there and Krishna's wandering around looking and Brahma's trying to figure out what's going on. So Brahma, he actually steals the cow, calves, steals the cowherd boys, is looking away and he looks back. Of course, when Brahma goes like this and like that, it's one year. For me, it's about three seconds on this earthly time. On the earthly time for Brahma, that takes a whole year. Imagine if it took you a whole year to go like this. But for him, it's only three seconds, don't worry. It's not like he's spending a whole year just glancing over the whole room. 
And then Krishna, when he saw Brahma being bewildered, he revealed himself to be none other than Narayan, Vishnu, the supreme opulent lord. Krishna's two Bhagavan, Swayam Krishna, is the source of all other incarnations. And Brahma became amazed. He said, some people may be able to count all the atoms of the universe, but I'll never be able to count the qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. I'll never be able to come to that point. So with this, uh, this whole story became out uh, of seeing on uh, veneration. So when the cowherd ladies, what Krishna did in that pastime is that he expanded himself into all the different calves and all the different cowherd boys, exactly the same as they were. And when they were at their homes, their parents became more attached to them, to their children, than they'd ever been attached before. And the cows, when they saw their calves, would run down the hills it, like, it's described like two feet, like two feet, two front feet and two back feet. When you know, when you run kind of like this, that's one thing. But when you're galloping, that's another. And the cows are galloping down the hill to see the calves because the calves were Krishna. They had more affection for it. And so that type of relationship is so deep. It is so expansive that Lord Chaitanya as he says here, that this type of devotion, devotional um, mood of on veneration, doesn't, at- doesn't attract me as much as the relationships of spontaneous service in friendship and parental and conjugal relationships. It's a much more pleasing relationship for Krishna. Sometime, and I just had the thought, Many times, some of the people here, they know me a little bit, they visit, and I tell everybody not to worry. I'm a human that wears saffron. I'm not, I'm not like something, spe- in something special. Don't have white coat syndrome. You know what white coat syndrome is? When you go to the doctor and the doctor shows up in the, in the room and your blood pressure goes up to 500 because the white coat just walked in the room and, sh- and the doctor's gonna tell you, you're so sick, you're never gonna recover. So you get white coat syndrome. And sometimes when people walk in the room and the Swami sitting there with his orange coat syndrome, you get orange coat syndrome, right? Um, you become, you get a little bit, ay, 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 a little on veneration. But that, even I can appreciate that that's not appreciable. Because I'd rather get into the, the depth of the, the person's needs and wants and cares and desires and, and likes and dislikes so that we can actually associate in a more friendly manner. So Krishna appears in a special way. This is described four verses later. I shall accept the role of a devotee and I shall teach devotional service by practicing it myself. This is the nature of Krishna. Uh, This is the nature of Krishna. There's a nice verse, Ajopisanavanayatma Bhutanamisharopisam Pakatim Samadishtaya Sambhavami Atmamayaya. So that verse is although I'm unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates, still I appear at every millennium in my transcendental form. And so that word Atmamayaya means that by Krishna's causeless mercy he appears within this material world 
And here he is saying that I'm going to appear not in my form of Krishna or many of, many of the other forms of the Lord, how he comes for a particular purpose. Yada, yada, hidamashaglanya. Whenever there's a decline of religious practice and an incline or increase of irreligion, I appear to serve the devotees and to remove the demoniac or the atheistic tendencies and establish the religious principles which are meant to be followed. So in the same way, Lord Chaitanya here, non-different than Krishna, he is Krishna himself, he is non-different than Krishna, he is Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, only appearing as a devotee of himself. So he says, I shall accept the role of a devotee and shall teach devotional service by practicing it myself. Uh, there was one, I think I put it on my notes here. It said, oh yeah, in the next verse, I'll just read it. Unless one practices devotional service himself, he cannot teach it to others. This conclusion is indeed confirmed throughout the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhavatam. Srila Prabhupada gave an example. If you're smoking cigarettes, you can't tell somebody to stop smoking. Well, you can. I mean, it's probably a good idea if you're smoking cigarettes because you know the harmful effects. Uh, there's a story Srila Prabhupada told of a mother that with, and took her child to the doctor and told the doctor, Doctor, my son is eating too many sweets. He's going to get sick. Can you please tell him not to eat so many sweets? And the doctor said, your son is eating too many sweets? Yes, he's eating too many sweets. Okay, come back in two weeks. And the lady, the mother is thinking, okay, why don't you just tell him not to eat sweets? So then she comes back in two weeks and she says, my son is still eating too many sweets. Please tell him not to eat sweets. So the doctor said, my dear boy, please do not eat so many sweets. So the mother was confused. Why didn't you just tell him that two weeks ago? And he said, I was also eating too many sweets. So I had to quit eating sweets myself before I could tell him to stop eating sweets. Because if I'm not practicing what I'm teaching, then what is the value of my teaching? So Lord Chaitanya knew uh, through the through the through the via media of Lord Nit, of, of Advaita Charya, through the the loud cries of Advaita. Advaita Charya is one of the principal uh, attributes of the five five truths of the Supreme Lord. He is non different than Mahavishnu. Actually Sadashiva is a is a, a combined incarnation. And it was Advaita Acharya who noticed the rampant irreligion that was happening at that time. Can you go in there and tell them that the party's over? <laughs> that party's in here, actually. Through the loud cries of Advaita Acharya, he pleaded with Krishna. Actually, Krishna states in the Gita, Patram Pushpam Palatoyam, that I except a leaf, a water, a flower, a fruit, if it's offered to me with, with, to me with love. And the leaf that is described there is Tulsi leaf, and especially Ganga water, Ganges water. So Advaita Acharya was worshipping Lord Krishna with Ganges water and Tulsi leaves, and intensely crying, loudly crying, out to the Lord, please, 
I see no one other than you who can come and correct the situation that we're undergoing here at the, or almost at the pinnacle of Kali Yuga. I, when I ask if there's any new guests, I'm assuming that when nobody raised their hand, there's only one that the Kali Yuga is the winter season on the universal scale. Everything is diminished. All of our abilities, um, all of our virtue, all of our good qualities are very, very limited in this age. And all of our bad qualities are magnified. And Avaitacharya said, there's only one hope, and that is if you come. And so Lord Chaitanya said, I'll come. Krishna says, I will come. Because if I come, then I can teach by my example. I will teach by my example. I'll come as a devotee of myself. And I will teach by example. It's described later on in verse 27. This was verse 20. In verse 27, he says, there may be, there may, there may be many all auspicious incarnations of this personality of Godhead. But who other than Lord Krishna can bestow pure love of, pure love of God upon the surrendered soul? It is only Krishna that can do that. Actually, the scriptures say Krishna or the representative of Krishna, that the spiritual master, the teacher, is given the same respect that is given to God because he's the most intimate, intimately related to the Lord. And yes, yes, prasada, bhagavat prasada, yes, ya prasada, nanagith kotopi, that by the mercy of Krishna we get guru, by the mercy of guru we get Krishna. Shishirada kalachanji ki And so Krishna is saying here in verse 27 that although there are many incarnations, Varaha, Nishinga, Matya, Korma, Vamana, I mean we can just, sometimes I go to the, they say that there's as many incarnations as there is waves in the ocean and sometimes when I go to visit Giriraj Swami and we go to the ocean, I sit there and I try to go as many as I can. I don't get very far because you can't remember which one you just said, but it's kind of fun to just watch the waves come in and try to remember names of Krishna. So although there are many different incarnations of Krishna, and it's described in the Vedic literature in the scriptures, that each and every incarnation of Krishna has a purpose to fulfill. And that purpose is fulfilled by the Supreme Lord. Eradicating irreligion, and serving and protecting the devotees for whatever is necessary at the time, place, and circumstance. So, Lord Chaitanya is saying that none other than Krishna can come at this time. Only Krishna can show the way. And so, Lord Chaitanya, it's nice here, in verse 30, thus the lion-like, the lion-like Lord Chaitanya appeared in Navadweep he had the shoulders of a lion, the power of the lion, and the loud voice of a lion. Crying out the holy names of Krishna. Because the chanting of the holy name of Krishna is the Yuga Dharma. Yuga Dharma meaning occupational duty for this age, a spiritual uh, process for understanding our eternal relationship with the Lord in this age, is to simply chant the holy names of God. 
Somebody say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Please say it again. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. That's the process. All we have to do is that. Was that hard? Did you find it difficult saying Hare Krishna? Yes or no? So say Hare Krishna. Ah, you see, it's getting easier. That's three times. We already said six. If you chant Hare Krishna one time, it's greater than performing ten million horse sacrifices in Satya Yuga. I don't really know about those horse sacrifices. I don't know if I if I was a what would you call it a priest back in Satya Yuga. I mean, maybe the mood would be a little different than the environmentally protective and animal rights and what do they call those shelters for those animals and stuff like that. I guess actually I probably could do it because I know the horse is going to get like a better body in the next. I would probably do that. I could probably do that now that I think about it a little bit. But throwing the horse into the fire. So performing 10 million horse sacrifices the, the, in, in worship of the Lord. Now when, you, when, they, when they do that, the horse is automatically elevated to a higher position where they're able to serve the Lord more easily than in a horse body. In a horse body, you're very limited. There's only, there's only one chariot for Krishna and there's only a few horses. So your luck is that, you know, if you're going to be able to pull that chariot, it's like one in well, however many horses there are. So in a human form of life, anybody can serve the Lord. It's just a matter of making it a priority. What do we want to prioritize in our life? Our devotional side or our material side? Prioritizing. So 10 million, it's called asphameda sacrifices, doesn't eat, the, the pious credit, the, the, the spiritual credit, actually it's a pious credit, that, that credit doesn't equal even a farthing, even a speck of the benefit of chanting Hare Krishna. Somebody say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. You just performed more than 10 million heart sacrifices. How do you feel? Better? Oh. <laughs> ah. The line like Lord. So we go on to number, uh, text number 40. The religious practice for the age of Kali is to broadcast the glories of the holy name. I'll say it again. The religious practice for the age of Kali is to broadcast the glories of the holy name. So what is the religious practice for the age of Kali? To broadcast the glories of the holy name. Only for this purpose, only for this purpose, has the Lord in yellow color, descended as Lord Chaitanya. If you go through the back door, then you can come in easier. Yeah, yeah. The people are blocking the door. If you can come in back there. Dharma, remind me to send a message to the council that this door should, people should be directed that way because every Sunday they have trouble. The religious practice for the age of Kali is to Ah, you didn't know I was going to throw another test in there, did you? Huh? <laughs> to broadcast the glories of the Lord, the holy name, the glory of the Lord's holy name. Only for this purpose has the Lord, in the yellow color, descended as Lord Chaitanya. 
What color is Krishna? Bluish, dark blue, like a dark rain cloud. Why is he appearing in a golden color? Why is he appearing in a yellowish color? Because he's in the mood of Radharani. Radharani is like golden. She's, her luster is golden. And Lord Chaitanya's heart is in the mood of the compassionate nature of Radharani. And so due to that compassionate nature, which is residing within the heart of Lord Chaitanya, he cannot reveal the dark moon, what they call it, monsoon cloud color of his original feature. Because his heart is enwrapped with the compassionate nature of Srimati Radharani. Oh, Muda Radharani, 58. By performing the sacrifice of congregational chanting of the holy name, learned scholars in the age of Kali worship Krishna, who is now non-blackish because of the great upsurge of the feelings of Srimati Radharani. He is only worshipable, he is the only worshipable deity for the Paramahansas, swan-like devotees, who have attained the highest stage of the fourth order, sannyas. May that supreme personality of Godhead, Lord Chaitanya, show us his great causeless mercy. What a wonderful prayer. Should I read that prayer again? Did you understand that prayer? Huh? By performance of the congregational chanting of the holy name, learned scholars, those who are actually learned scholars, in the age of Kali, worship Krishna, who is now not blackish, because of the great upsurge of the feelings of Sri Radharani, he's appeared in a golden form. And he's spreading the message, the mercy of love of God. Love of God in the previously when Krishna came, Srila Prabhupada explains this over and over in his, in his teachings, that Krishna demanded, Sarva Dharma Prityagya Mam Ekam Saranambhaja. You surrender unto me, and I'll protect you from all sinful reactions. First surrender, then protection. Lord Chaitanya says, first protection, then you can surrender. That is a nature. Huh? That is a difference. Lord Chaitanya, Krishna makes a demand. You have to surrender. Lord Chaitanya says, no, please take this holy name. Aushadiya Maya. I have come here with the medicine. Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings Jivjavgo, Jivjavgo, Gorachanda Bole. My dear sleeping souls, my dear sleeping souls, when will you wake up sleeping on the lap of the witch of Maya? Illusion. I've come here with the medicine. Aushadiya Maya. I have come here with the medicine, the chanting of the holy names of God to protect you and to serve you and to relieve you of the suffering of this material existence. So this is the prayer. He is the only worshipful deity for those who have attained the highest stage of Krishna consciousness. 63. This is a nice, this one here, we can all appreciate. Well, maybe not all, maybe whatever. May the Supreme Personality of the Godhead in the form of Sri Chaitanya bestow his causeless mercy upon you. This verse is from 
Die Dvitiya Sri Chaitanya Shaksha 8 from the Sarva Mala of Srila Rupa Goswami. This is the verse, this is the prayer by Rupa Goswami. May the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of Lord Chaitanya bestow his merciful glance upon you, upon us. Now we've experienced that merciful glance just by his prayer. This is the potency of the previous teachers. Simply by their desire. Simply by the desire. Everything comes from desire. This is described in the Gita. Everything manifests by desire. If we desire to enjoy Sanskrit, then we achieve a certain amount of that. But if we desire Krishna consciousness, we can also achieve Krishna consciousness. It all begins with where our center point, center point is. What is our focal point? If our focal point is something outside the realm, outside the playing field that Krishna has arranged, and the playing field has plenty of fun things to do in it, don't worry. It's not that if you go, if you stay inside the playing field, you're not going to have the fun that's on the outside of the playing field. You'll have more fun. You'll have more fun in the playing field, the spiritual playing field. His, his smiling glance at once drives away all bereavement of the world. The smiling glance of Sri Chaitanya Mahababhu drives away all the bereavements. Anybody here ever experienced some bereavement? Say Hare Krishna. That was everybody, right? Everyone has had some bereavement in life, some disappointment, some letdown. Some challenge which was so difficult that they caused them anxiety. There are so many things. Actually, this place is called Kunta. Spiritual world is called Vaikunta. No anxiety. This place is called all anxiety. It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to be in anxiety on the material level. There's many reasons for that. When Arjun Karpanya Dosha, when he finally surrenders unto Krishna, and says, shishish, shishisha, let me become your disciple. In the commentary, Srila Prabhupada writes that in this material world, there are perplexity at every step. Anybody ever experienced perplexity? Say, Hare Krishna. Anybody never experienced perplexity? Say, Hare Krishna. Oh, we got a few non-perplexed people. That's amazing. That's good. Must be really advanced devotees. There we go. That's what we're looking for, right? Non-perplexity. We need to know which way to turn and which way not to turn. It's described at the end of the 16th chapter, the divine and demoniac. Most of the devotees like that chapter. The first six verses, or three verses, you know, we kind of skip because that one we know we're not. That's the divine. Then the rest of the chapter is the demoniac. And that's where we get our, you know, we can actually relate to a particular position in this material world. Aham, bogi, and all that. The, the supreme enjoyer. So, Lord Chaitanya's smiling glance at once delivers all the bereavements of the world and his very words enliven the auspicious creepers of devotion by expanding their leaves. In other words, it's like that there's a seed, a bhakti latus beads, a seed of devotion that's in the heart it's planted in the devotee's heart at initiation. It's plant. It's already there. This, the Lord is already residing in the heart. We are residing in with the heart. All we have to do is turn our attention towards the Supreme Lord. And by doing that, we, we can water the leaves 
the le- we water the leaves of that seed of devotion by the chanting of the holy names. Cheta Dharpanam Arjanam Bhava Mahanyanavarpanam that all glories to the Sri Krishna Sankirtan which cleanses the heart of all the unwanted things and frees one from the blazing fire of material existence. Mahadavagni Navarpanam, this this great fire, this great fire of material existence. What is that fire? That fire is time. Tick, 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 tick. Taking away our very life. Taking away our very understanding of ourselves right now. It's going to vanquish. It's going to be vanquished. It's going to be taken away and there's nothing we can do on the material level. Spiritually, we have great hope. Materially, no hope. <laughs> there is no hope. Spiritually, we is the only platform whereby we can have a little hope. Rupa Goswami describes in the Nectar of Devotion that the devotee of the Lord has hope against hope. Hope against hope. In other words, we're in a hopeless condition. But even though we're in a hopeless condition, this situate, this, this process of bhakti yoga, this process of harinam, this process of rendering service to Krishna gives us hope where hope has no place. I thought this was the right. Taking shelter of the lotus feet invokes all transcendental love of God. Was it 22? Oh. Anyway, I'm glad I read that verse. I marked down the wrong number, but that was a great verse. Actually, this is the one I was thinking. It was, I thought it was going to come at the end of the sentence. Raising his arms, chanting the holy names, and looking upon all with deep love. He drives away all sins and floods everyone with love of Godhead. This isn't the place to talk. If you want to talk, please go outside. Young man, if you want to talk outside, inside we're talking. Thank you. Have respect for Pachar. Raising his arms. Who raised their arms and surrendered to Krishna? No, I'm not asking. Well, we're all. But who in Krishna Leela raised their arms and got completely protected? Draupadi. Yeah. When Draupadi raised her arms, Krishna came. When she was like this, holding the sari with one arm, Krishna, Krishna, she still thought she had some material qualification to protect themselves and to save themselves and to... Just make it in the material. She thought, I can still make it. He's holding on to the side, the, the cloth. And when all hope was gone, she raised both hands. And when both arms were raised, Krishna flooded her mercy. Krishna gave her the mercy. Krishna gave her unlimited sorry to protect her from the victimization of the evil Koravas who are trying to strip her naked in the assembly house. No one, no one can de- defile a Vaishnava devotee of the Lord. Krishna doesn't allow. And he drives away all the sins and floods everyone with love of God. It doesn't say Brahmins. It doesn't say Chatriyas. It doesn't say Vaishyas. It doesn't say Sudras. It doesn't say Yavanas. It doesn't say Malechas. 
It doesn't say kashas. <laughs> I'm trying to go through the verse in the first canto of the Bhagavatam. It says, all do it. Everyone. He drives away all sins and floods everyone with love of God. Now let's move up a few more verses. I didn't like this one here. It's a neat, uh, this one here I just put in because of the purport. This one here is a little tough for some. O learned Brahmin, sometimes I accept the renounced order of life to induce the fallen people of the age of Kali to accept devotional service to the Lord. This is what Lord Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, full of all opulence, gave everything up. Gave everything up for the particular purpose because people were not understanding the the the, the essential meaning of devotional service. They thought him to be an ordinary scholar, a Navadweep. They were coming to the point, he actually went and he, he got initiated, he got, took, took initiation and he did a few things and came back and was Krishnaizing everything. Just imagine if you went to work one day and everything that came out of your mouth was Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. You couldn't stop it. And that's what happened to Lord Chaitanya. And he Krishnaized all his Sanskrit teachings. And then, in order to get the respect, because the respect wasn't there, in order to get the respect, and it's not that Krishna needs respect. Krishna is known as Atma Rama. He's self-satisfied. Anybody here self-satisfied? Satisfied fully within oneself? No. Impossible, right? Krishna is Atma Rama. He's self-satisfied. He actually learned that in Gurukul. It was one of the 64 lessons he had, how to be satisfied with one on, within oneself. Actually, he learned it in one day. He learned everything quick, very, very quickly. And so in order, when in India, when someone is a sannyasi, someone is a swami, everybody bows down. And so in order to get the people to Accept the situation for the Yuga Dharma of chanting the holy names. Lord Chaitanya accepted that, renounced order of life. Which Prabhupada explains in the Bhagavad Gita, painstaking situation to give up one's family. Of course, Lord Chaitanya is the father of all, is the, is the Lord of all. And so everyone is his show. He doesn't, he never has to give anything up. Everything is his. And he propagated the chanting of the holy name. He began in Orissa, in Jagannath Puri, where he held kirtan, congregational chanting of the holy name, performed the Rathiyatra uh, celebration, the chariot celebration, carrying the Lord. Two things that come to mind when we discuss Rathiyatra, because it is in conjunction with Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya took the chanting of the holy names to the streets because in the age of Kali, people aren't interested in going to the church, the mosque, the temple, the synagogue. I just read a, I read the headlines of Google News. I don't know why, but I do. And it said, 
church attendance is going down. I said, confirmed. Church attendance, people don't want to do that anymore. They want something spiritual. They don't want something dogmatic. They don't want something structured like that. They want something spiritual. The problem is that there has to be rules and regulations. One has to follow the rules and regulations of the scripture in order to come to the platform of knowledge because without coming to the platform of knowledge, there's no, pos- there's no possibility of becoming liberated. We have to know our essential self and then to know that there's rules and regulations to get there. It's just like saying, I'm not going to go to school, but yet I'm going to learn. Of course, you can learn on the outside world. It's called the school of hard knocks. Many people like that school, or many people choose that school. They don't like it, but they choose it. So again, Advaita Acharya, through his loud plea, to the Lord to come, appeared in the form of Lord Chaitanya, who says there are no, you just chant the names of God, you chant the unlimited names of God, all God's energy, all Krishna's energy are present within the holy name, and there are no hard and fast rules for chanting in this age, and it doesn't matter how sinful one is. The proof is Jagai and Madai, no one was more sinful, no one was more sinful than Jagai and Madai, practically speaking, the most sinful of all sinners. And Krishna says in the Gita twice, only a couple of things he says twice, but you, even if you're the most sinful of all sinners, if you are on the boat of devotional service, you are protected. And don't think that there won't be difficulty even if one is in the boat of devotional service. I was describing this the other day in my morning voice text, is that don't... Don't think that you're not going to have ups and downs in spiritual life. You're not going to have temptations. You're not going to have trials and tribulations. And it's just because one attends a temple or attends a program or does this or that, that all of a sudden everything becomes smooth. No. Because we're residing within the, within the material the tabernacle, I mean the material existence. And the material existence is tossing and turning. Our good fortune is that we are in the boat of bhakti yoga, transcendental devotional service, and we have the protection of guru, sadhu, and shastra to keep us protected. They are our life jackets. They are our life preservers. They are our resuscitators. They are our defibrillators. <laughs> They're everything. So we welcome you again tomorrow night to our program. This was the external reason for Lord Chaitanya to come, appear, so that he could spread the chanting of the holy names of the Lord in this Fallen age of Kali Yuga. So thank you very much. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.